Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down. Let me make sure Nick is. Oh yeah, it was you. I was like, what is that? Love you. Shut your door. What? I said, shut your door, bitch. <laughs> Love you. All right. How now, brown cow. <laughs> Unique New York. Gotta get ready. <coughs> Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy and chard. This week's book that you may or may not have read is Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. And we have Danny back with us to discuss. Hey, Danny. Hey, what up? <laughs> Boop. Boop. You all have met Danny before, assuming you've listened to the first episode, the Midnight Sun episode. Danny is, what is it? My BFF Jill. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, maybe go back and check that episode out. It's some good stuff in there. <laughs> Uh, so since we've already done your introduction, uh, how's your week been going? What's been going on? Uh, it's been going all right. You know, working in healthcare during a pandemic is always fun. Not. Uh, um, hmm. Yeah, it's it's really bad right now. But I've been distracting myself after work, uh, helping Ben paint his office. Yeah. And he's very into Star Wars. So we painted the walls like, to look like the inside of the Death Star, and he has a friend over right now. They're hanging his figures, like his. Aww. I can't. I'm not allowed to call them toys. They are collectibles. <laughs> his action figures. So they're collectibles. It's gonna look really nice, and now I can have my own art studio. It's like paint and shit. Oh, that's gonna be cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm excited. It has really good light in there. Maybe I can actually grow some plants instead of buying fake. No, ones. no, I just still buy fake ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the quality nowadays is really yeah. nice. People can't yeah. tell. Why, why tempt? Why tempt fate? Did you look? Okay. Did you watch the Chad videos? Yeah, he sucks. Okay. Imagine you're, you know, it's a weekday. You're at work. You come home, get on TikTok, and nearly every single video are people talking shit about this guy chad i'm sitting there like who the fuck's chad so i go through and i'm going through the videos watching and piecing it together this this guy (laughs) chad chad decided to come for the romance reader community but essentially how it all started this is like the book talk thing. yeah it's book talk so I think she's a pretty popular book talker. So she was just doing one of her videos showing all the spicy books she likes. It wasn't inappropriate at all. She was just, it was music and she was just showing book covers. That's it. So our boy, Chad, uh, stitched her, which is kind of like a video reply to her video. So he stitched her and (laughs) it was a lie. Chad tried it. He woke up and I, you know, chose violence. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. So he stitches this girl, minding her own damn business. He, and his videos basically talking shit, 
he said he knew a girl in high school that read spicy books and she was weird and women openly talking about porn books are hypersexual and that's a red flag because men don't like that bitch who the fuck asked you no one i don't think all men want him to speak for them no listen if you like vanilla missionary with your tiny penis just say that that was like a whole lot of video for just being like I'm vanilla. Sexually assertive women freak me out. I was like, why do you have to say anything? Like, he could have just kept going. Oh, I remember that one girl. Anyway, like, this really bothers him that he felt compelled enough to say something. What an idiot. So, he said all that shit. And then the girl went to stitch him back. He turned off stitch. He turned off all of his comments. And then he ended up deleting the first video. So he then he posted a second video where no one could comment or stitch on it. Mm. Like a fucking coward. Yeah. He did that. Everyone's making fun of him, talking shit about him, asking him what the fuck he was thinking. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he deleted his TikTok at this point. I just do. Why? Why? I don't understand why men are so bothered that women read romance books. Like you watch porn. We don't bother you about that. Right. It's not like just sex. It's a whole story that happens to have a sex scene in it. Unless you're reading erotica, then that that's more, you know, porny, but general romance. He just wants all women to have low expectations. Oh, I see those. I see those book talk videos all the time about these poor women getting harassed in their comments by men that are just saying, you know, women shouldn't read romance. It, you know, they have too high of expectations for men. And it's like, why would, why would you want? Okay. Okay. It's like, you're focusing on the wrong part of this. So you expect me to lower my standard. So you don't have to do shit to meet them. You're a lazy fuck. Fuck you, dude. But then expects you to do everything. Yeah. No. Why? No. (laughs) Bitch. It's like, why aren't you a size two with double D's? And bring me the cold beer. Sitting there with his fucking dad bod. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. But yeah, it was, oh, oh, Chad, my man. Are you okay? Uh, no one cares. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. They came for his entire life and they dragged him so hard. They, they're still, they're still posting videos about it. And that was, uh, damn, that was a few days ago. <laughs> they're put now when they're doing their like book review videos, they're like books, Chad wouldn't approve of. That's hilarious. So it's, and then like someone put, all authors naming the future douchebags of their stories that don't get the girl and like they're typing and they type out chad (laughs) like he's gonna be in so many books he's famous (laughs) people are gonna go back and look at like the history of romance novels and stuff and it's like there was a time where everyone wrote about this guy named chad he dumb you real dumb like it costs zero dollars to mind your own damn business. Some people just can't help it, I guess. He just, he couldn't, he just had to say something and he got fucking served. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, nope. he, he chose the wrong platform to give his opinion. Read the room. Read the room. Romance readers choose violence every day. <laughs> and now he knows that. <laughs> like, woo. It was great. That was the highlight of my week. Nice. I'm not sorry. I said what I said. He fucking started it. He knew better. Okay. We are not going to forget our drinks this time. No. Nope. <laughs> What'd you go with? Okay. So I went to Total Wine and I got a bone dry hard cider. Ooh. It's called Core Crusher and it's got like this little skeleton on the front. Oh, that's cute. Let's see. It's 
6.8%. I'm in trouble. Woo! Basically, I picked this because one of my favorite things about this book was all the um, descriptions of like all the colors and the smells. Like, you know, he talks about the smell of apples in the air bringing like helping lead the spirits to them. So I like that. uh, Yeah. I don't know. It sounded tasty and it is tasty. So what'd you pick? What's your drink of choice? I went with a nice red wine. It's a California red blend. It's called the Witching Hour. Very spooky. Let me see. I know they're brew hex. Yeah. But I tried reading around because I know in the book, Julian refers to them as witches. And I, I want to say Yadriel uh, says something to the effect of, well, it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. It's like bru- bruja and brujo and then brew hex. I looked it up. I did look it up. So (laughs) bruja in Spanish means witch. So I think it kind of, you know, witch is an all-encompassing term, but it's a specific subcategory, I think is how you'd, you know, there are different types of witches and magic. I found a really cool article about it. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And because I didn't want to be offensive, to be fair, I bought this bottle before um I read the book <laughs> well it's like getting into spooky season yeah it's spooky season so I read this really informative article on it I'm gonna link it in the show notes but yeah witching hour let's see oh it has a little blurb back here one can guess but few know the truth some say it is the hour when darkness is most wicked devil does his deeds and black magic bespokes your reason Its powerful dark arts are conjured into this red blend, an inky, potent, lusty wine with luscious flavors of dark cherries and blueberries integrated with vanilla mocha to consume your senses. Behold, the witching hour has been bottled. Ooh, nice. It sounds like it's rich. Is it rich? Yeah. Let me see. Looks intense. Okay. (laughs) It kind of packs a punch, but I don't okay you know me I'm a baby I like sweet wines it's really good uh it's just a bit bitter on the intake Mm. but then the after kicks in and you can taste the fruit you can taste you can taste the cherries and the blueberries it's really nice um and they have a little oh they quoted Hamlet on the back of this nice tis now the witching time of night Let's get into it. Let's start with a little bit about the author. Aidan Thomas is a New York best time selling author with an MFA in creative writing. Originally from Oakland, California, they now make their home in Portland, Oregon. As a queer trans Latinx, Aidan advocates strongly for diverse representation in all media. Aidan's special talents include quoting the office, finishing sentences with is my favorite and killing spiders. Aiden is notorious for not being able to guess the endings of books and movies and organizes their bookshelves by color. Fun. I'm down with all that. Good time. Okay. I got all that from the Goodreads author page. Cemetery Boys is their debut novel. Oh, that's awesome. So it's their first. Yeah. Way to go. It's their first. I know, right? Knocked out of the park on the first try. I know. I was really, I was like, oh, good for them. I did lurk around a bit. It looks like they have another called Into the Neverwoods. Uh, It looks like a duology. So two books or no, Neverwoods. No, Neverwoods, I think is published. It just got published or it's about to be published. Then they have a duology that doesn't have a name yet. So they're working on that. But my favorite one that I saw on the Goodreads page is an untitled project and it has a placeholder cover and it says gay Titanic in space. I'm in. I'm in. I, I need, I need it right now. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. That's a little bit about our author. All good things. Cool. Let's get into the brazen book report. Actually didn't have as hard of a time filling it out this time. I think because I like the book. So it's really easy to answer the questions. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, we we okay. Danny's been on. Danny's been on twice already. This is her third time. Yeah. I forgot about red, white, and royal blue. Oops. 
Sorry, y'all have to hear from me again. Nah, they love you. Everybody loves you. How would you summarize this book? Okay, a teenage boy challenges his family and their traditions by trying to conjure his cousin's spirit to release to the other side and prove to them he's a real brujo. However, he conjures the wrong spirit and starts to fall for him despite knowing that he's still going to have to release him into the afterlife. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, what's your summary? I was having a really hard time putting mine together. Let me see here. A young trans man is struggling to prove to his very traditional old school Latinx family with magical leanings that he is in fact a brujo all while summoning and falling for the wrong spirit. Kids go missing, day of the dead festivities, and hundreds of spirits will be returning to party. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was, I don't know. I like wung it. I was like, I, I have no idea. No, it's good there's kind of a lot of layers here. yeah like, there's a lot going on but it's also like a simple yeah not a, I don't want to say it's like a simple story but the plot is easy to follow but there's all these other key things coming into play so it's hard to summarize it without giving too much away but it's like yeah there's all these different aspects you want to include because it adds to the story so I don't know <clears throat> I just I wasn't in the zone I guess when I went to write the summary because usually I can do like a nice short one that's gonna sound like shit no i like i like your wong it version yeah quotes did you find any good quotes you liked i did one of the things that i liked about this book i liked julian's i don't know if it's if they're called like mal malappropriations or whatever it's like sayings but he says them wrong (laughs) so ben watches trailer park boys and one of the characters on there ricky is always saying shit like that wrong so we call them Rickyisms. Like he'll say, "Worst case, Ontario." Oh my god! Get two burns stowed at once. What comes around is all around. Oh my god! <laughs> I wrote down all of Julian. Yes. So he said, "It's all bite, no bark. Blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the wound. <laughs> Obliterated the problem. It's a doggy dog world out there. He got an appendix ship. Oh my god." and escape goat escape goat there we go very nice that was great I love that I know I started like after I read a couple it's like oh this is gonna be a reoccurring theme throughout the book I'm gonna write these down oh this is gonna be a thing okay got it good quotes for you let's see there was one that I forgot to write down it's in it's kind of in the beginning Maritza is talking about Julian to Yadriel and she mentions, I bet he's a Scorpio. <laughs> and Yadriel's like, no, 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 none of that's real nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And she says something like, it makes sense. His big, obnoxious Scorpio energy mixing with your cozy cancer comfort or something like that. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was great. I love, it just reminds me of all those ridiculous astrology memes where I always feel very attacked. That's like, oh, they know me. I'm such a Libra. Oh, stop calling me out like that. Me and my Aquarius ways. <laughs> Although when I find good ones with Libras, I always send them to you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> there are some really good ones. They were really simple, but I feel like they packed a punch their meanings. Uh, so I believe at one point, Julian tells Yadriel, you don't need anyone's permission to be you, Yads. Because I felt like he was really, he was really struggling throughout this book it kept coming up and it's like okay well who are you trying to convince you or yourself or your parent or everyone else or everyone else that's a very valid point also i think this was towards the end it might have been yadriel's dad just because we follow the ancient ways does not mean we can't also grow so true very true and very relevant absolutely texas we're looking at you <clears throat> texas <clears throat> Texas, get your shit together. <laughs> so those were our quotes. What was your favorite part? Uh, so I had a few. Mm-hmm. I loved when Yaz made Julian an ofrenda. Yeah. Oh, ofrenda. I thought that was so sweet. Um, when Julian wrote Yadriel's name in the yearbook. Oh, that that was a good one. That was one of mine too. 
when he did that, I was like, oh, gosh, the just simple gesture that like. It was huge. Means so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, man. When they talk, the fucking food that they talk about in this book. Yes. Like, I would, I would give my firstborn to eat my abuela's ropa vieja. So fucking good. And so whenever they talked about the food as like drooling, I would love to go to another pig roast. Uh, oh my gosh. Do you remember that one time where you went to my family's pig roast and like, was it my uncle chased you around the kitchen with the pig fed? Was that yours? That was mine. Cause everyone thought I was a lesbian. Cause I kept bringing you to family functions. <laughs> so the pig roast, <clears throat> the pig roast, uh, <laughs> And I think I had asked you, I was like, is there going to be like a legit pig? And you told me yes. So I was like, okay, let me mentally prepare myself because I'm a weak ass bitch. So (laughs) one of the pig roasts I went to you, you, or I went to with you as your girlfriend, naturally. (laughs) Um, It was my uncle's house and my dad chased you around the kitchen. That's what it was. Your dad chased me around the kitchen with the pig's head. So that's how that went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's just funny because growing up, we had a trailer in my grandparents' farm. So you can see little poltergeist, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, me going out with my parents to go feed the pigs. And the pigs had names. One of them was named Ricky. Oh, Ricky. And we would feed them our leftover dinner or lunch. And then they would take the pig and fatten him up. And then eventually kill him and then dig a pit and then we would roast him and everyone would eat him and every holiday the whole family would get together and even if you weren't on good terms with someone everyone sucked it up because the grandparents were there and you were there for them and like you know it was like a whole thing but it was like yeah we would raise these pigs and then eat them and it was just part of our dynamic so like Whenever people talk about, oh, I could never do that. My white ass is not used to that shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just part of it. Yeah, that's just how it was, you know. Yeah. We eat our friends. You don't eat your friends. That's weird. I mean, bless Marisa for being a vegan because it's incredibly hard because everything has meat. I am sorry for any vegan or vegetarian listening to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay yeah that's it okay what was your favorite part or favorite part so like you said the yearbook scene where he fixed his name that was so adorable I loved it so really the the world building the mythology the descriptions it was all fantastic I loved it I it you know it it drew me in the representation a young trans man being the main character of a young adult novel. That's huge. Yeah. And we need we need more of that. I agree with Aiden Thomas. We need more representation in the media. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It seems to be very popular and I'm very glad because that gives a whole group of kids a book to read that they can actually relate to that feel you know it's special to them because they it relates to them in a way that if they were to go read all the -the run-of-the-mill you know hetero YA books it's not the same so I'm really glad that this came out and those kids can have this finally well and even to just talk about like the struggles that he's going through not only with this family and everything but also at Mm -hmm. school and even just having to wearing his binder and how sometimes Mm -hmm. like when he was talking about how he was wet and the binder was making it hard he was like trying to breathe or something but he felt like constricted and you know just all these like when he was in the hospital and he wasn't wearing he was aware of himself you know that he didn't have it on and it's just stuff that you know we may not think about but someone who is also in those shoes would be like oh yeah I totally get that yeah and I think it's good for others that may not be able to relate to this to read it because I feel it could be very eye-opening for them and maybe it'll offer you know information they weren't aware of and maybe it'll lead to more understanding yeah that's true because like he does like talk about things in a way that if someone was new to this Mm -hmm. they would understand what was going on yeah and that's important I think this is a really important book 
to be out. I'm really happy it's out there right now. And popular. Yeah, it's about damn time. Not that this is the first. There have been others. There was so much representation. It wasn't just trans. It was also the Latinx community, all the different cultures, different ways of life that a lot of people wouldn't even know about until unless they read this book. So I feel feel like it's really good as a whole. It's just, it's a really good book to be out there right now. Agreed. Dun, dun, dun. Least favorite part? Um, My least favorite part was kind of Julian's chapter. It felt a little jarring. And like, I know his character can be a bit explosive and very um, passionate. Yeah. But it's just the way he was like, don't touch him. Don't leave him alone. Yeah. And it was like the only chapter that was from his perspective. And I know that's because, you know, Yadriel was. He was knocked out. You know, dead. <laughs> Dying. Yeah. Dead coming back to life. Thanks to Marisa. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand, you know, they had a connection and everything. It was just like, it felt a little much for me. No, agreed. But I'm not a teenager, so. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed with that too. Was that your only one? Yeah. Okay. That was the only one that like really stood out to me. Like I know there were other little things. The only thing that really, I was like, we didn't need that, but okay. That's that chapter. I agree. I was kind of meh. Did you have more, more than one? I did, but they're, they're kind of, they're not, you know, they're kind of like picky, but it's because I like the book for the most part so it's kind of hard to really pinpoint something concrete other than julian's chapter <laughs> yeah you can't say it's like oh it's a perfect book there's nothing wrong with it yeah you know, there's always going to be something that you're not gonna 100 percent like about it yeah and you know i'm not an author i'm just here at book club drinking talking smack we're two old women talking about teenage romance so we're two old cat ladies talking about the youths spooky ya novels yeah other than julian's chapter kind of a bigger thing i feel like the plot was dragged out and then at the end it was rushed yeah it just felt really slow and then everything got crammed into the last few chapters Right. Well, because the first day that he takes Julian to school, you go through their whole school day. Yeah. And then the next day that they go, there's like a quick mention of them being in school and then they're going over to Rio's place. Yeah. It's like some stuff is dragged out longer than others. Pretty much it was really dragged out and slow because they were doing things like, let's cover an entire school day. Why? It, nothing's happening. It, it's boring. Like nothing, you know what I mean? I was, I was kind of getting bored. I feel like it should have focused more on adventuring, like sleuthing with the murder mystery and everything that was going on. Right. Cause they were still looking for his cousin. Yeah. Skip school and go sleuthing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, Oh, we learned that, you know, Yadriel and Maritza, as much as they're mischievous, like they still, they're very good students want to go to school you know, they're okay. They're not the kind of kids who are going to skip school, but you can explain that in other ways. Right. Just fast forward. Yeah. The only thing that we learn on that first school day is Julian has a bit of a reputation and that's all that Yadriel knew about him. Yeah. And so I guess that softened the character up when we get to know him better. Yeah. So like it, it served a purpose, but maybe could have been in a better format. Okay, the first school day, but then the second one, it's like, dude, we don't need this. Just skip school. Okay, you went to school the first day. Shit's critical now. You got to ditch and figure out who's murdering these kids. Yeah. <laughs> like that was just, that was just me. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to like read about you going to school. It's boring. But <laughs> I get why they did it. But also, I feel like it. It kind of it kind of messed with the growth of Julian and Yadriel's relationship. It didn't seem, I feel like if they were doing things that were higher stakes, more intense, like going and looking for a murderer, it would have added more tension and it would have heightened their emotions and it would have made a lot more sense why they bonded the way they did, which 
it kind of does do that anyway, but it's just kind of like clanky. Right. Because the only time they really start connecting is when they're alone in his bedroom. Okay. Sneak out of your room and go sleuthing again. Yeah. Now, this is an 18 and up podcast, but if any (laughs) of you little whippersnappers are listening, don't skip school and do not sneak out. Don't do it. Okay. Moving on. We just watched too much Pretty Little Liars while we were in like high school and college. So yeah, (laughs) I saw a meme the other day that was talking about kids in these shows have way too much time before school to go to a coffee shop and have a whole meeting. I don't even do that shit before work. (laughs) No, I'm like doing my hair in the car on my way to work. It's just funny how it's like, yeah, I'm pretty little liars. They'd get at the coffee shop before school. And it's like, what time? What time is school? 12? Noon. You can say that's more of a personal preference and not really an actual negative. It's just my opinion. Right. Because other people could have really loved that stuff. Yeah, they could have liked the pacing of it and everything. Teach their own. This is a very highly rated book. So obviously a lot of people did. Let's head on to what the fuck moments what were yours okay i have two okay so my first one is a little more lighthearted, kind of it's when tito like went maligno that shit was actually like kind of scary like i was reading that at work and i was like oh my god oh i forgot you don't like scary stuff oh no i forgot <laughs> no i like scary stuff i just the book had been like you know he talked about what happens to spirits but he'd never seen it firsthand and so when they talked about it like I was just imagining it in my head I was like oh dang this is actually kind of scary like poor Julian he's probably really freaked out right now thinking that's what's gonna happen to him context Danny she's gotten a lot better she's gotten a more she's gotten a lot braver and more badass but Danny listen to more murder podcasts I listen to murder shit all the time now uh Danny used to watch horror films in the theaters with me through her fingers she had the full finger blinds going on and now I don't know what happened to me but now I love scary shit me (laughs) and murder podcasts yeah (laughs) that best friends are for and years of trauma anyway um (laughs) welcome welcome to the dark side uh my other one this is just one of those things when you get really upset and you say something and then like once it's out there you can't take it back and it just punches you in the stomach was when his dad was like you stay here with the rest of the women Ooh, yeah and then he repeated it with the rest of the women and it's like okay you chose to repeat that a second time that was two punches in the gut I know he was mad but damn like way to say some shit to scar your kid like god damn yeah that was fucked up maybe he slipped up given the benefit of the doubt but i mean just Mm -mm. he knew what he was saying Mm -hmm. what were yours what was your what the fuck moment essentially in the beginning all the parental figures just doing that kind of shit and being ignorant and fucking annoying and infuriating yeah i kind of had this really bothered me I, mean, I guess you could say least favorite part too, but when it w- when it was happening while I was reading, I literally was sitting there like, what the fuck, what, bitch? <laughs> um, when Julian wants them to check on his friends and they get there, finally, they ask for a plan of action, what to say, and Julian's like, ah, that's fine. <laughs> so then they go down, meet his friends. It goes poorly because they have no idea what the fuck to say because Julian did not. He's like, don't tell them I'm dead. Yeah, that. So Julian didn't tell him what to say at all and then turned around and threw a tant, like full, he threw a full on tantrum, which only brought more attention to himself and made it obvious that he was a ghost hanging out there and that's how they knew to find his friends it made me so mad I was like what the fuck are you doing shut up this wouldn't have happened if you had told them what to say right because every time he had an outburst they were just like looking at him and uh what's his face is like what do you keep looking at yeah what (laughs) It's like, what do you keep looking at? Like, get the fuck out of here. 
then he breaks the skateboard and it's like, well, everyone knows what's up now. I just, I didn't like that. I guess he didn't want that skateboard so bad. I know, right? He, he was, he kept asking, oh yeah, ma'am, a skateboard. Okay. Then, you know, was like, how did it last this long? Cause it seems like you throw tantrums all the time. Yeah. That, that kind of goes with my uh, red flags. Let's mosey on right into the red flags. Uh, red flags. Uh, so for me, it was definitely Julian's temper. Um, I know he is a teenage boy and teenagers in general have a lot of hormones. I can recall yelling stupid shit whenever I was upset or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. His explosive temper kind of bothered me. Sometimes that can lead to lead to like other abusive behavior if it's not honed in. I would like to think in their relationship that they'll kind of balance each other out maybe Adriel will help him calm down like how Julian helps Adriel gain more confidence and being himself you know like you want to bring out the best in each other and I'm just hoping that them being together and bringing the best out in each other that maybe Julian's uh, temper will like mellow out a little bit it could go in a very bad direction if he doesn't like keep it under wraps Mm -mm. literally wrote the same thing i wrote down for the first line julian's temper he can't be acting like that so everything you said essentially because he threw tempers throughout the book and then remember the kid luca he told them that he threw tempers when he was he threw tempers he threw tantrums when he was alive that's not a that's a pretty big fucking red flag well it's like was that something his dad did was that his dad's behavior that's rubbing off on him is this because his dad died when he was young that he you know may not have a lot of stability and yeah you know that contributes to not having that kind of like parental control in life I don't know there's you know you could go into all different it's just a lot and kind of not good it rubbed me the wrong way. I really didn't like it at all. Well, and just like when when Adriel was out and people were like, oh, let me help. Let me help him. Julian was like, no. And it's like, calm, calm down. Yeah, that was super possessive. I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, it's just like reading it as a teenager is probably a completely different experience than like reading it as an adult. Oh yeah, your hormones are crazy. You're uh. yeah. It's just like you just love each other like so much. It's so romantic. So romantic. Oh my god. That's that's sixteen year old me being like, oh my god, it's so sweet. I literally think we said the same thing on the Midnight Sun <laughs> episode. <laughs> it's true though, because I. If I were to go back and read those books, it's such a common theme. Oh, yeah. Because like now, as an adult reading this shit, and it's like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. no, run. Run away from that right now. Better run. Save yourself a whole lot of trouble. Uh, let's see. Did we, did we already do? So we're on uh, applies to daily life. Okay. All right. What, what do you got? I mean, it's pretty generic, but it's just try not to judge people too quickly. Like give people a chance, like Gabriel heard all these rumors about Julian, you know, Julian even had his own preconceived notions of, you know, like brujos and stuff. He called them witches and everything. He didn't have a real understanding of that side of the culture. And so like, they both kind of, you know, learned a lot about each other, ended up hitting it off, even though Gabriel thought Julian was you know, in a gang or something. Yeah. And just, you know, Yadriel's family and their community being like, well, he's not a real boy. There's no, there's no way Lady Death would ever consider him a brujo. Let's not even give him a chance. Joke's on you, bitch. Yeah. Lady Death knows what's up. So yeah. anyways, uh, yeah. What's your applause today? The laugh lessons this is probably going to be like every other episode. Don't seek validation from others for yourself. Oh, such a good one. It's always going to be a letdown. You don't need to look to others to feel validated. So good. Don't do it. Yeah. It never works out. Yeah, it doesn't. Now, 
let's roll right into spicy snippets. It took me a second to come up with something because I didn't really have like too many hot takes on this book because I really liked it. Um, one thing I will say, missing kids are not fucking runaways. It, oh. it upsets me so much that this is still a preconceived notion about youth, especially ones that are maybe not coming from the best situations I hate that they're just written off as people who don't matter no they fucking matter to someone even if they don't they're still a person you should give a shit about them and it just bothers me that when Ariel was like oh well where where can you go and they're like oh well we don't have anywhere to go no we're reject oh well did anyone put in a police report they're like they consider them a runaway they don't give a shit about us and it's like they're kids it's garbage so yeah, that was my spicy snippet. Yeah. And it's not even that spicy. It's the truth. Yeah. Those yours. This kind of ties into the reviews a little bit. It's kind of complicated. So essentially what people are mad at. Yes, gender roles were challenged, but Yadriel and Marisa chal- only challenged them to fit into them. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yadriel just wanted to fit in. He wanted to be a part of his community and accepted by his community, even if the community is shitty and sexist. Right. Yadriel challenged, he challenged his family saying like, I am a trans man, lady just accepts me. Like, I hope you all accept me. But Marisa, she as a woman is supposed to be a healer but her true passion is to make these daggers. The tradition for the men is to to make those. I feel like in a way, he and Maritza, they technically, they did challenge that. Yes, they fit into it. But then at the end of the book, that quote from the dad, he said, it doesn't mean we can't grow. So I feel like that kind of proved that they were going forward. They were really, they were going to start changing things up. Right. Like we can only assume that they will be more open to other changes. Like this is the beginning of them being open to, you know, accepting of different things. I feel like the author, yes, they challenge the norms to fit into them, but the norms themselves were being set up to be questioned and changed for the future. That's what I took from it. Right. So future generations may have an easier time being accepted for different roles. There's some room for interpretation. Yeah. They're paving the way, essentially, is what's happening. And that's another thing. You are Cuban and white. I am the whitest bitch out here. Yeah, different experiences. So I I have no real place to to speak on some of these topics. But, you know, I I approve anything that's going to make people question their their way of life to maybe be more inclusive of others, because I think it's important. That being said, you know, this podcast, this book club, it's inclusive. And part of that is because the romance reading market is predominantly white women. So that's kind of the point. It's like romance takes many different forms. It's universal. And I'm going to include all kinds of different versions and genres and cultures of it. Yeah, romance. Romance is for everyone. Everyone should have romance in their life. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's just a really sweet book. And yeah, even if you can't relate to it, it's just like a nice, easy read. Like about cute shit. Yeah, it is a way, it's a way to open your eyes and mind and maybe learn something. But yeah, anyway, you know, we're getting tipsy at this point. So it's uh it's a free for all from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what what's next. All right, let's see. So we were on spicy snippets. So now we're in the speed round. It is the speed round. Woohoo. Okay. Who would you want to be besties with and why? Well, if I'm putting myself as my high school self, I would say Yadriel because he kind of identifies himself as like, not not necessarily an outcast, but like, like he talks about him and his uncle. Um, 
before he turned into an ass hat. Piece of shit. They were the outcasts or whatever. And when I was in high school, I was an art kid. You know, I was weird and shit. And so us art kids all hung out together. And even Julian was like, us weirdos got to stick together. So I think I'd be fine with Adriel. Plus he uh, had a cat. So yeah, our kind of people. Yeah. Who do you want to throat punch and why? Woo. Mm. Tia Catrice because yep. he, I guess, apparently never accepted his situation and uh, became a greedy asshole. Like, I thought he was going to be a really good support system for Yadriel because it just seemed like he was really trying to help him and like plead his case, especially to his dad. And then he ends up being like, oh, no, I'm doing this for us. And it's like, no, bitch, you're doing this for yourself. Rude bitch. (laughs) Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? Maritza. She can throw down. She knows how to make a badass knife. And, you know, if the occasion calls for it, she can also heal. We have the same answer on that one. Nice. <laughs> Who would you cast for these characters? Characters being Yadriel, Julian, and Maritza. If you went there. That's fine if you didn't. Oh, I went there. We're going there. So for Yad, uh, this woman I used to work with, her son is trans. And he has done some acting. I think he's been... In, like, a few episodes of, uh, I think it's Legacies. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And his name is Alexander Edie. And he just, I don't know, whenever I started reading about, like, Gabriel, like, that's who I pictured. For Julian, I was thinking Christian Navarro from 13 Reasons Why. He played Tony. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because he kind of has, like, those dark, like, moldery eyes yeah. you know that Adriel kind of like falls in love with and um for Maritza I was thinking Jenna Ortega or Jenny Ortega oh she popped up on a lot of my searches I almost went with her too yeah yeah she's a good one yeah because she was in you and she was in something else I watched she's spunky and Maritza's kind of spunky and I could totally see her like giving lip and stuff wait is she the younger sister in the second season of You? Yes. Oh my God. I didn't even recognize her. Holy shit. Yeah, but she's, I think she's like 16 or 17 now. So she would like just be at that age. Yeah. She would be actually the age of the teenager, like for the movie, but she is funky and has an attitude and like can have an attitude and stuff, kind of like Maritza does. I like it. I like it. Ashley's turn for speed round. Whoop, whoop. Who would you want to be besties with and why? Uh, Percasso. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to pick the cat. Of course. I loved it. It's the best cat ever. I was concerned because usually a lovable pet shows up in a story. I was worried. They just die. It's just a plot device. You know, oh, the villain's so awful. They kill your pets. What a dick, you know. Oh, you know what? I just realized John and I forgot. I totally forgot to bring it up. An animal did not die in the last book we read. Oh, thank God. I know. Did you hear our episode? It's so true. Like every fucking movie. And then it transferred over to books. I was like, why? You're cursed. (laughs) What kind of shit are you reading and watching, John Waldman? What the fuck? But yeah, so I was really glad that Percasso made it. Yes. Yes. So I would definitely be besties with Percasso. Who would you want to throat punch and why? From the beginning of the book, it was all of Yadriel's family. Fuck them all. And I was going to say, you know, Catriz or Catriz, whatever, shitbag uncle. But in the very beginning of the book, Yadriel's talking about the ghost boy in the cemetery that does horrible renditions of Wonderwall. <laughs> it's you it's you i don't remember his name i'm coming for him because that you don't do terrible renditions of wonderwall it's the fucking worst yeah i think i i would throw up <laughs> um who would you want on your side in a fight and why same as you maritza for all the same reasons she's got the rage 
she makes weapons she can heal and she's ready she she's down to fuck shit up yeah she is and uh who would you cast for these characters for yadriel i went with elliot fletcher he plays trevor on shameless okay oh yeah i, I remember him because ian dated him right yeah yeah and he was trans on the show and th- this is an actual trans actor right because you don't want to take away this role from someone yeah exactly because that's shitty and hollywood needs to stop fucking doing that yes for julian i went with reese king he's a model and that's him oh okay i can see it right yeah because i pictured him looking a little little more rugged a little more yeah older i don't know why i think they're like the same age but i saw him like more rough looking not in a bad way like i guess rugged is the word i'm looking for yeah for maritza i went with ariella barrer 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 i don't know (laughs) i don't know how to pronounce it i'm really bad she's actually in marvel's runaways she plays gertrude oh i've been wanting to watch that i've heard so many good things yeah so i in the picture i have she doesn't have um colored hair but in the show i guess she has purple hair that's her okay i can see it yeah like you could see pink and purple you know yeah curls yeah yeah so yeah that's my cast i heard word on the street is that you got some questions for me yeah just a couple well i'm tipsy at this point so this should be fun continue carry on all right cool all right, we're going off road right now. If you turned into a ghost, where would you want to haunt? Ooh. So these two questions, Julian asked, I think he Adriel this. And my other one is a or an argument between Maritza and Julian. Oh yeah. I should add these questions as a poll or like a QA on the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So if you're interested, I'm gonna post them on launch day. And you guys can answer them. And I'll repost them if I don't get any answers the first day. <laughs> I'll answer. Danny's going to be the only one that answers. <laughs> okay. So you're going to answer these two, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I actually didn't prepare an answer for myself. So we're winging it. We're off track. I'm three drinks in and I'm winging it. This podcast has gone off the rails. There's a shoe up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of recording in a closet coming to you from danny's closet <laughs> <laughs> oh god the listeners were not prepared for our shitty week and our uh larger amount of alcohol <laughs> we ingested than usual <laughs> a little alcohol in an empty stomach yeah you would think by now i would would have learned this lesson nope where would you want to hunt and why hmm I do like to people watch. So it's got to be somewhere where some weird shit's going down because I'm nosy as fuck and I want to know what's up. All right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What am I thinking? Target. Duh. (laughs) I'm a basic white bitch. Why not? I can smell all the candles as I usually do. Oh, perfect. What about you? I guess public. Oh, God. (laughs) So for anyone who doesn't live in the southeast of the United States, uh, Publix is a southern supermarket that's very famous for its customer service and chicken tender sandwiches. It is superior. Yeah. No one has anything on Publix subs or their chicken tenders. Mm-mm. So yeah, one of my favorite things about working for Publix in the past was going in early in the morning and you'd always smell fresh baked bread. Mm-hmm. And in the afternoon, the deli would be cooking chicken. So it always smelled good. Um, basically hell yeah I want to be in a place that's clean and has good smelling food all day and then also I would take revenge on all those (laughs) shitty ass customers I will fuck up your cartwheel bitch that gave me hell over coupons coupon Karen right or like oh this is this was supposed to be on clearance I was like well too bad I peeled the clearance sticker off bitch and being out of stock on things and I would just put stuff in their cart that they didn't put in there or like, you know, shred one of their coupons so they can't use it. Just like at the ultimate 
cashier revenge on all these like assholes like oh this person's being addicted to this cashier well they don't have a coupon anymore because you were a dick <laughs> you're paying full price for this cookie jar <laughs> <laughs> all right all right what's the next question my other question which scooby-doo character are you oh yeah i think i'm velma i think i'm totally a velma I think I'm Velma too. I think we're both fucking Velmas. Fucking Velmas. <laughs> you know who we are? We're Velma and Shaggy's love child. Yes. Because we love to eat, but we're also like perky and weird and clumsy as shit. Love this for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are Shaggy and Velma's love child. And instead of having a dog, we have a cat. Yeah. Those are good. I like those perfect opportunity i missed it i'm fucking up over here thank you well you know the the book presented the opportunity that's what we think let's see what some other people think let's move on to the goodreads reviews we're gonna be depressing this week we're gonna go high to low okay let's be sad let's be sad together we're gonna start off with mayo five stars yeah, I cried and <laughs> cute. She made us a question mark at the end of that. She's like, yeah, so what? I cried. <laughs> that was cute. Ellie gave it four stars. More hot ghosts in 2020. Thank you. <laughs> Parentheses, she put, not gonna lie, trying to resist making jokes about hot ghost autumn. <laughs> yes. Get it. Carl? Gave it three stars. Such a beautiful debut from Aiden Thomas. Honestly, so happy there's literature reflecting important culture and lifestyle to shine a light on what's not explored in previous texts. I really enjoyed this story, although I did find the plot somewhat very predictable. I enjoyed the spooky atmosphere and ghost-related content. Really made this special to me. Julian. Ah, Julian. Highly recommend giving this a read, especially to a younger audience. I think this would be an amazing read to someone just starting out in YA fantasy fiction. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Big moment. How many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book? All right. So I'm going to go with tamales. Ooh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say it like his Alita did. I would give it like 4.5 tamales. Oh. I really genuinely enjoyed this book. I love the imagery in it. I, you know, talking about like the bright call, like miracles. And also when people got released into the afterlife, like the bright explosion, or even like when, when Tito went maligno, how like I I got a little scared, not gonna <laughs> lie. The descriptions were just so, you just felt like you were there. Yeah. Like when they talked about stuff happening, it just made it really easy to put yourself there and see the things that they were seeing. It, it added so much magic to the book. And I loved the representation. You know, the family grew with Yadriel throughout the book. You know, like clearly there had been some uh discussions before you know so his family knew but like they had grown so much even by the end of the book and I also kind of related to the stuff with you know his mom passing away and how much she was a support system for him and you know I felt that now obviously I lost my mom like in my late 20s but still when that person's your support system and then you don't have them anymore and then all of a sudden you're having to navigate some of these situations and you feel like you're alone I really felt that and I don't know I just thought that the author did a really good job of explaining the cultural stuff without it being too explainy because you kind of learn about it like through the lens of Julian so it's you know without it being like too much all at once like you kind of like learn about Niedriel of his trans journey and how his culture is and why things are a big deal to him and also why things are a big deal to Julian and you know blah 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 so uh, yeah 4.5 I liked it obviously we talked about some stuff that could have been included or worked on or left out or whatever you know nothing's perfect but what about you what would you rate it after I just rambled for so long 
I'm going to go with four. I like this. And I think it had a really good message and it's really important. And I'm really glad it's out there for everybody to see and read out in the open book talk table in a random books a million in Florida. That's going to reach people from all different walks of life. Hopefully we'll pick up this book and learn about this person. Might learn a little something getting lower. Alice gave it two stars. I wish I DNF that's did not finish this earlier instead of finishing it. Not much to say. I just found it boring. Yadriel is a wet blanket of a protagonist, but I have to admit Julian is a sweetie pie. The villain's main beef is honestly kind of eugenicsy. Like no one questions the our bloodline is weak ideology in depth. So it reads as a flimsy, tacked-on motivation. I feel like the author couldn't make up his mind between wanting to include a lot of fantasy elements versus writing a contemporary romance and decided to do both, but neither was fully developed. That's about it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I kind of disagree with that. Yeah. I felt like the fantasy aspect was still pretty well balanced. I mean, there definitely could have been more because that's part of what I was saying. I wish they were out like, you know, looking into stuff more. You know how I said it was rushed at the end. I feel like they could have drawn that out a bit, made it a little spookier. Right. Like obviously more could have been included, but I mean, how many chapters was this book? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like 25. It wasn't long. It's a short read. It's a standalone book. You can only explain so much without it being super explainy, which has actually turned me off to some series because it's yeah. trying to put too much in the first book so that like you're just bored. I don't know. I know that there's a balance between the magic of his culture and his relationship with Julian. I can see it in that way. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. And last but not least, but actually least with one star, we have Jenny. Maybe it's not the book. Maybe it's me. I was so, so pumped for this one. The plot sounded amazing and the concept was right up my alley. Unfortunately, I couldn't get into the writing style. There were also a lot of problematic elements that made me uncomfortable. And well, a lot of it was all caps, sexist. And it kept me feeling angry and took away from my enjoyment. The plot and pacing was off for me too. There's tons of info dumping and exposition and not enough action. Overall, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't for me. I mean, the action is few and far between. That's that was that was kind of my complaint, yeah. Yeah, the the pacing and the action is very mm-hmm. you know, focused too much on maybe transportation issues and after dark in school issues versus, I don't know, finding his cousin, maybe doing a little bit more sleuthing, more Nancy Drewing kind of. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a bitch, but I am one. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay. So first of all, there are a bunch of people in their reviews that were disappointed that the ending wasn't sadder. What? Go read John Green and get out of here. <laughs> What, like they wanted Julian to actually die and for Adriel to like send him? Yes. I was like, that, no. See, I was the opposite. Yeah. All you tragic Tracys can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time. Everyone's favorite segment the bi weekly boner. I'm excited. I'm ready for this. The boner source material last week was from an article called 29 hilarious old euphemisms for his giggle stick by J.R. Thorpe. We are revisiting that this week because there were a lot of good ones on that. (laughs) All right, get ready, get hyped, but not too hyped. (laughs) So I will say this is not for those that may have weak stomachs or averse to mildly gory stuff all right that being said jumble giblets and just threw up in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) okay okay that sounds like a soup i don't want to eat no (laughs) it does oh my god no all right a little more info 
the origin oh god giblets are technically speaking the awful the guts of a bird what heart liver and gizzards i think i just projectile vomited all over my bed and inside my closet this appears to be a reference to both the testicles and the penis which is jumbled in with the giblets or maybe it might be giblet yeah probably (laughs) So, so that's the origin and then we have a sample sentence My jumble giblets are becoming very itchy in this hot weather. Perhaps I should acquire softer pantaloons. I mean, we all know about swamp ass. They obviously live in Florida. All of that is very familiar to us Floridians. I just want to powder those balls. (laughs) Jumble giblets. Like how? Like, yeah, show me your jumble giblets bitch what no (laughs) no one wants that you know it really does sound like a southern style soup of some sort like something salty and kind of stale tasting and like meaty (laughs) yeah all right moving on from this before i yak okay That's the whoopee stick for this week. But eventually, I'd like to hear some lap rocket descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. You can email the goods to turgitomespodcast at gmail.com. Put bi-weekly boner in the subject line. And don't forget, you must include the name of the book and author. We did it. We made it. We're tipsy. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stumble out of my closet. Gonna stumble out of our closet, stumble out of our chairs. <laughs> this is your third appearance. Oh my gosh, am I famous yet? Ugh. You have been on more than any other guest at this point. How does it feel? Kind of like, remember how in beer pong you can have a celebrity shot? I feel like I'm a celebrity host. <laughs> like if he needs someone, I'm like all reliable. Yeah, sure, I'll fucking read a book. Which I'm honestly gonna say... I do appreciate you asking me to do this because I've always been a reader my whole life, especially like in elementary school, middle school, high school. Like I used to read so much and I got out of it because of college and then work. And I just feel like it's easier to turn off my brain and watch a Netflix show than it is to sit down with a book. Mm -hmm. And because of this, it's forcing me to read. And I've already started lining up some books that I want to read for myself so I'm like at least do like one a month so thank you Yay. what books um some of them are ones that we got from the book sales so like there's Heck Hall okay okay um there's a little midnight magic there's this book that I bought after my mom died it's called um what to do when I'm gone and it's like an instruction manual that like a mother wrote for her daughter Aww. and it's like make tacos on taco Tuesday it has recipes like little things in it and I've been putting it off yeah um so I, I want to really get into that and I also started reading the Zodiac Killer book which I've been meaning to get into okay yeah even though this is a romance book club I do actually read <laughs> things outside of romance and if you're interested in any of that by the time this is released I have TikTok reviews of myself reviewing other books sometimes they're spicy sometimes they're not they're not all (laughs) romance okay it's a wrap join me back here in two weeks for our next read save the date by morgan mattson and remember to to fix fix each other's crowns and and don't don't let let the the dicks dicks get get you down. down oh that was a good one toodles